0: Welcome to a mini-episode of Just Asking the Question, uh, where we are going to talk a little bit about some questions, no answers, but some questions about Albert Pike.
1: And Albert Pike was uh, a Confederate military officer, and he is the only uh, Confederate military officer with a statue in Washington, D.C., and we only found that out this week because there was a march to remove that statue, because it's right by Judiciary Square, Uh And it's kind of interesting because, uh, as was pointed out to me just before we started, he wasn't even a general for the Confederacy. Uh, So, I don't know, Brian. do you want to talk about his, like, background? (laughs) No, you don't? (laughs) Inter- I'll talk about intimidated by the globalists so, You uh, know, I don't
2: want the globalists to come after me But I'd rather a woman talk about it We,
0: I did not know that this statue existed I don't think I, We didn't know that this was a thing Until we like went to this march The three of us, we hang out besides making this podcast uh, Only that one time Well, you know, it was a first <laughs> um, So we went to this, this protest And they Marched to this statue And this is like obviously in response like to In Charlottesville where there's these, you know statues to Confederate generals. I did not realize that there was a statue of a Confederate military officer in D.C. at all. And I think it comes as a surprise to a lot of people. So I think one of the first questions I had that maybe we can ask on this show is, why is there a statue of a Confederate military officer in the District of Columbia?
1: Well, if you do some light googling, as I've been known to do, about Albert Pike, what you find uh, on like one of the first results is a page that's dedicated to his uh, service of the uh, Masonic lodges. And he was super involved uh, in Freemasonry, and a lot of these theorists have ascribed to him one of the reasons that he supposedly is included in D.C. monuments is because D.C. is run by the Freemasons, and they have honored him as one of their own, Mm -hmm. because there is a series of writings that is attributed to him that supposedly... Uh, Outlines the three world wars That will consolidate like A a one world Freemason government Right, and Now,
2: Pike was Definitely a Freemason And he definitely wrote for the Freemasons But one of the Questions people asked was As Max pointed out, did he write this Essay about the three world wars that are coming. Now, there's almost certain proof that he did not, and this is a complete forgery. Or is is there? Or is there? What
0: is the proof? As the kids say, show me the receipts.
2: That there's no (laughs) evidence he wrote it, and that this is clearly written in the 20th century, which he did not live in. But I feel like we can say no... Did he write it? <laughs> and true, then explore yeah. what this document that he may or may not have authored says.
0: I am going to say, as someone that knows the least about this situation, uh, I want to ask those questions.
2: So
1: I also
0: want to ask, I mean, I know, like, kind of, but what is Freemasonry?
2: So Freemasonry is a secret society... That is, But it's
0: not really a secret society anymore, right? Well, it's supposedly based
2: off of um, an Egyptian uh, practice, not necessarily worship. And there are many different debates of what Freemasonry is. But at least today, it is a social club
1: where people can gather and... Talk about moral values, and in the seventeen and eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds, it was viewed. uh, It kind of had like a deistic association. I think like a lot of what we learn about the founding fathers' beliefs. So George Washington and Benjamin
2: Franklin are very prominent Freemasons, right? And they
1: believe in. It seemed to believe or are reported to believe in like a very deistic god, and so there's a lot of like um, architecture symbolism in freemasonry because god is supposedly the great architect who designed and created and built the world but does not necessarily intervene uh, sorry our producer's intervene. having a
0: little trouble using the restroom our
1: producer is clawing around uh, the oh, toilet yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry continue uh so but the freemasonry so it became associated from basically being involved with the founding fathers and a lot of like the symbol of, like, the the uh, eye on top of the pyramid on the back of a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. It resembles a lot of, like, Masonic imagery. And from that, a lot of conspiracy theorists extrapolated uh, and built on this idea that Masons were integral in controlling the government of the U.S. and world governments. Um, and Pike was supposedly the successor to sort of the George Washingtons or Thomas Jeffersons.
2: Right, and there was
1: an entire political party. Actually, mm-hmm. the first party with
2: its own convention... Con- was the anti Masonic party because there was a belief uh, that had at least, you know, they be- had some evidence to back it up that Freemasons were controlling the government, uh, according to them. And Pike was almost certainly a Freemason. Now, he served in the Confederacy. Uh, he then abandoned the Confederacy and was charged with treason by the Confederate States, and then was charged with treason as well from the Union. So he has that rare accomplishment of being double double treasonous. Right. Uh, But as many former Confederate leaders did, he pretty much quickly rehabilitated and joined modern society as America was like, yeah, we're still down with racism after the Civil War. And he allegedly, and almost certainly did not write an essay called The Three World Wars. But I will say that this essay is proliferated online, yeah, and one of the outlets that picked it up was InfoWars, which is the same conspiracy theory network that we love, and is also loved by our president, Donald Trump, somehow. <laughs> and well, Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and what the Three World Wars lays out is almost a Nostradamus-like prediction about from what Pike was writing to the founder of the Italian Mafia about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And the first prediction he makes was that the Illuminati slash Masonic control of the world was going to instigate World War I, and World War I would lead to the downfall of the Tsars, which happened, which would be replaced by communists, and these communists would then instill atheism to society. And then he said, after communism and atheism becomes popular, we're going to have World War II. And World (laughs) War II, as a result of the rise of Nazism, he really explicitly used Nazism, which was Mm. not a term at all anyone would have used, you know, in the 1800s. (laughs) Right, right. exactly. But according to this very credible letter, was used, was that that would lead to the establishment of the state of Israel because of the Holocaust and, uh, you know. You know. So, if, then he says World War III, and this is where it really becomes a, uh, popular with current events, where he said the, the West would go to war against Islamic powers, and after that happened, there will be so much disinterest in religion and general indifference to anything that both atheism and religiosity will become unpopular, and we'll be able to have Luciferianism, which many people believe that uh, Freemasons are devil worshippers. Luciferianism will become popular as an alternative to both uh, atheism and uh, religion, whether it's Islam, Judaism, Christianity, or uh, any other spirituality. Uh, and that will be like the third party candidate that people turn to. And once Lucifer Luciferianism becomes popular Masons who already control the government will control also our. control or consolidate their control over the government right. in finally installing the one world order or new world order that uh, many people believe will happen
1: and I think that conspiracy theory has the thing that is just like so funny to me which is like it's like too neat and tidy we're like supposedly Pike was one of, like, a number of Masons in, like, the 1880s or 90s, uh, like, across the world, that are all almost analogs, so it was for, like, World War One and World War II figures, so you know what I mean? They were like, yeah, there was, like, a British Mason and an Italian Mason and a French Mason and because they all had to agree to this grand plan. It's, like, way too neat and tidy, and then, like, you were just saying, ends in like a weird, like, if they already control the government, what's kind of the point? Right, they're gonna control
2: more of it Right. And, and how and why they would want these things to be set in motion 50 60 70 right. years from when they are when
1: if already in complete power why predict these things when they can do it all right. now and and the Nostradamus effect of like things being so specifically predicted that it can't possibly be like a child will be born named Adolf well no, <laughs> just, that's not going to happen
2: sorry but if you read something online doesn't that make it true does it Legally Rare.
0: legally
1: yes. Justice. Legally yes. Just, yeah. Um, so
0: this has been a really fascinating delve into history. Thank you guys for joining us yeah, Also,
1: if you are listening and you have made it this far, please go treat yourself by looking at a picture of Albert Pike. Oh my God! Men. Yeah. He is a, f- he's a
0: really ugly lumpy guy. He looks like a yeah. chicken
1: McNugget. Oh chicken! Oh chicken
0: McNugget.
2: <laughs> but person. the statue of Pike in Washington D.C. is was, city blocks. Was uh, fund financed by. Um, a Masonic group and is under the jurisdiction of Congress
0: so to remove it
2: write your congressman
0: tell
1: them that a Masonic (laughs) conspiracy has taken hold (laughs) that might actually fucking work because nothing else will I mean
0: at this point I would rather have a demon president it's really not that far well do you think that
2: Donald Trump's presidency was a Freemason plot to convince Americans that Luciferian government is preferable.
1: Hey, guess what worked? That? Sonic clock.
2: <laughs>
0: Listen, our producer's getting a little fuzzy. She just tried to eat my headphones, and Max very kindly collected them. Uh, so, you know, I think that means it's time for us to fly away into the night. But thank you spaceship. for
2: listening, and please continue to just ask the question
1: how can I support these people more?
2: Through your talents, gifts, and most importantly, monetary donations.
0: Give us money. Send it to... We don't have a Patreon or anything. No.
1: But we will.
2: (laughs) If you're listening... Just
0: send us cash.
2: Just
1: send us cash. Send it it to uh, Just Asking the Question at the North Pole, (laughs) and (laughs) we'll get through.
0: Yeah, we are Santa. But that's to be explored in a later episode. Um, Okay, well, stay real.
2: Thank you for... Asking the question and (laughs) being humans, we are humans as well.